Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Almost Famous, the podcast about fame with me, Barnaby Slater. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please do subscribe or follow the podcast and leave us a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. Also, do give us a follow on Instagram at Almost Famous the Podcast and on Twitter at Pod Almost Famous. In Series 5 of the show, I'm bringing you daily episodes called 15 Minutes of Fame, where I read out some of the most honest, controversial, and often downright funny stories that celebrities have ever told. In today's episode, legendary Rolling Stones musician and drug taker of the century Keith Richards explains how guitarist Ronnie Wood from The Faces came to join the Stones in 1973. I hope you enjoy it. Ronnie Wood came into the picture in late 1973. We'd bumped into each other, but we weren't particularly mates. I knew him as a good guitar player with The Faces. I was at Tramps, one of those ongoing clubs at the time, And this blonde came over to me and said, Hey, I'm Chrissy Wood, Ronnie Wood's old lady. I said, Oh, nice to meet you. How you doing, girl? How's Ronnie? And she said, He's down in Richmond at the house and he's recording there. Do you want to come along? I said, I'd like to see Ronnie, so let's go. So I went down with Chrissy to Richmond to their house called The Wick. And I stayed for weeks. At the time, the Stones had some time off. When I got there, I saw these top men, Willie Weeks on bass, Andy Newmark on drums, and Ian McLagan, Ronnie's buddy from The Faces, on keyboards. I just started to play along. Ronnie was making his first solo album, I've Got My Own Album To Do. A great title, Ronnie. And I walked in on that session and they gave me a guitar. So that first meeting with Ronnie started over a couple of hot guitars. The next day, Ronnie says, let's finish that off. And I say, yes, but I've got to get home, back to Shane Walk. No, just bring some clothes down. Ronnie had brought the wick from the actor John Mills and he had a studio put downstairs in the basement. It was the first time I'd seen a studio deliberately constructed in somebody's house. I had John Mills' almost equally famous actress daughter Haley's bedroom. Not that I used it much. But when I did, I found myself reading a lot of Edgar Allan Poe. Staying down there got me away from the Chelsea surveillance, although they cottoned on eventually. Anita didn't mind. She came down too. There was an extraordinary flow of players and talent concentrated in that time and place, gathered around Woody's record. George Harrison walked in one night, Rod Stewart would pop in occasionally, Mick came and sang on the record, and Mick Taylor played. After not hanging about much on the London rock and roll scene for a couple of years, it was nice to see everybody and not have to move. They'd come to you, there was always jamming. Ronnie and I hit it off straight away, day in, day out. We had a load of good laughs. He said, 
I'm running short of songs, so I knocked up a couple of songs for him. Sure the one you need, and we got to get our shit together. That's where I first heard It's Only Rock and Roll, in Ronnie's studio. It's Mick's song, and he'd cut it with Bowie as a dub. Mick had gotten this idea, and they started to rock on it. It was damn good. Shit, Mick, what are you doing it with Bowie for? Come on, we've got to steal that motherfucker back. And we did, without too much difficulty. Just the title by itself was so beautifully simple. Even if it hadn't been a great song its own right. I mean, come on, it's only rock and roll, but I like it. Overlapping with Ronnie's record, in December 1974, we went to Munich to record Black and Blue, to lay the basic tracks of songs like Fool to Cry and Cherry O' Baby. That was when Mick Taylor dropped his bombshell on us, telling us he was leaving the band and that he had other furrows to plough, which none of us could believe. We were just then planning our US tour of 1975, and he kind of left us in the lurch. Mick could never explain why he left. He doesn't know why. I always asked him, why did you leave? He said, I don't know. He knew how I felt. I always want to keep a band together. You can leave in a coffin or with dispensations for long service, but otherwise you can't. I can't second-guess the man. It might have had something to do with Rose, his wife. But the proof that he didn't really fit in is that he left. He didn't want to fit in, I don't think. I guess he felt that with his credentials from being with the Stones, he'd be able to write songs and produce. But he didn't do anything. So early in 75, we were looking for guitar players, and we were in Rotterdam laying more tracks for Black and Blue, the time of Hey Negrita, Crazy Mama, Memory Hotel, and of the embryonic Start Me Up, the reggae version that we couldn't make work despite 40 or 50 takes. We would be nagging at it again two years later, then four years after that, the slow birth of a song whose perfect non-reggae nature we had discovered in one passing take without realising it, even forgetting we'd done it. We'd been living with Ronnie at the Wick for quite a while, Anita and me and the kids, when I had to go to Rotterdam to record. By this time we'd discovered policemen in the trees with binoculars, in the style of the carry-on comedies, and I wasn't hallucinating. Absurd though it was, it was equally serious. We were being watched now all the time, surrounded, and I'm on my usual dose. So I told Anita we're going to have to slide out at night, but first I have to call Marshall Chess who's already in Rotterdam. Marshall was also hooked. We're in this together. We would score together. I said to Marshall, make sure you've got the shit. I'm not moving until I know that you've got it. Because what's the point of Rotterdam and working and cold turkey? As I left, he said, yeah, yeah, I've got it. It's right here. I've got it in my hand. Okay. But when I get to Rotterdam, Marshall has this sad, sad look on his face. It's cat litter. They sold him cat litter instead of smack. In those days you had brown, usually Mexican or South American smack. Brown or beige crystals, which usually looked very much like some cat litter. I was livid. But what's the point of killing the pilot? These fucking Surinamese had sold him cat litter, and we'd paid top price for it. Instead of being able to zoom along to the studio and start work, we're scrabbling for dope. It makes a man out of you, at least. We spent a nasty couple of days. When you're cold turkey and trying to make a deal at the same time, you're not in a very strong position. The fact that we actually went back to the Surinamese bar is proof of the point. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We went down to the depths of the dock area, an almost Dickensian place. Like an old illustration, shacks and brick buildings. We looked at the guy behind the bar Marshall thought had sold it to him. And he goes... That famous pose. Gotcha. Sorry. And they're laughing. What are you going to do about it? Forget about it. It's cold turkey, pal. I didn't say sorry to the stones. Hey, just warm up, get a sound, give me another 24 hours. Everybody knows what's what. Until I'm in the right condition, I won't appear. Ronnie wasn't necessarily a shoe in as our new guitarist, despite our closeness at the time. He was still, for one thing, a member of the Faces. We tried other players before him, Wayne Perkins, Harvey Mandel. Both great players, both of them are on black and blue. Ronnie turned up as the last one, and it was really a toss-up. We liked Perkins a lot. He was a lovely player, same style, which wouldn't have ricocheted against what Mick Taylor was doing, very melodic, very well-played stuff. Then Ronnie said he had problems with the faces, so it came down to Wayne and Ronnie. Ronnie's an all-rounder. He can play loads of things and different styles, and I'd just been playing with him for some weeks, so the chips fell there. It wasn't so much the playing when it came down to it. It came down to the fact that Ronnie was English. Well, it's an English band, although you might not think that now, and we all felt we should retain the nationality of the band at the time. 
Because when you get on the road and it's all, have you heard this one? You've all got the same backgrounds. Because of being London-born, Ronnie and I had already a built-in closeness, a kind of code, and we could be cool together under stress like two squaddies. Ronnie was damn good glue for the band. He was a breath of fresh air. We knew he'd got his chops, we knew he could play, but a big decider was his incredible enthusiasm and ability to get along with everybody. Mick Taylor was always a bit morose. You'll not see Mick Taylor lying on the floor, holding his stomach, cracking up with laughter for anything. Whereas Ronnie would have his legs in the air. If you sit Ronnie down, take his mind off everything else, just concentrate all the bits, he's an incredibly sympathetic player. He can surprise you at times. I enjoy playing with him still very, very much. He's a lovely slide player, and he genuinely loves his music. It's innocent, totally pure, there are no angles on it. He knows by the Beck, he knows his history, his Brunsey, he's solidly grounded. And he was perfectly adapted to the ancient form of weaving, where you can't tell rhythm from lead guitar, the style I developed with Brian, the old bedrock of the Rolling Stones sound. The division between guitar players, rhythm and lead, that we had with Mick Taylor melted away. You have to be intuitively locked to do that, and Ronnie and I are like that. Beast of Burden is a good example of the two of us twinkling felicitously together. So we said, let's get it on. It was going to be temporary, and let's see how it works. So Ronnie came on the 75 tour of the USA, even though he wasn't officially a member of the band. Ronnie is the most malleable character I've ever met, and a real chameleon. He doesn't really know who he is. It's not insincere, he's just looking for a home. He has a sort of desperation for brotherly love. He needs to belong. He needs a band. Ronnie's a very tight family man. He's had a bit of a rough time. His mum and dad and both of his brothers have died in the past few years. It's tough. You say, hey Ron, sorry about that. He says, well, what do you expect? Everyone has their time. But Ronnie sometimes doesn't let it out. He holds it in for a long time. Without his mum, Ronnie is sort of lost. Being the youngest in the family, he was a mum's boy. And I know, I'm the same way. Ronnie holds it in a lot. He's a tough little sod. One difference between Ronnie and me is he was an over-the-top man. He had no control whatsoever. I'm a bit of a drinker, let's say, but Ronnie was everything to the max. I can get up and take a drink. Ronnie's breakfast used to be a white cloud tequila and water. If you gave him real cocaine, he didn't like it, because what he'd been taking was speed. Except he paid cocaine prices for it. And you try and drill it into his head. You're not taking coke, you're taking speed. You've just been sold speed at cocaine prices. At the same time, it's not as if he was discouraged from these habits in his new job. There was one memorable initiation of Ronnie just before the USA tour at the end of 75. We were rehearsing the band in Montauk, Long Island, and we decided to pay a visit to Freddie Sessler, who was living then in Dobbs Ferry, just up the Hudson River from Manhattan. Freddie dared us to consume an ounce of pharmaceutical there and then. It was basically like ripping three pages out of your diary. Pure cocaine. Are you going to go for it or not? Then jump in the car and drive. We had no idea where we went. It was kind of like the drive I did with John Lennon. We just went. I've no idea how we got anywhere. Obviously I drove, and very responsibly, never got pulled over. We gassed up, we did everything, but in another head. I had sketchy reports that we stayed overnight in Bearsville with the band, probably with Levon Helm. I don't know if there was any aim in going there. Did we want to go and see somebody? I don't think Bob Dylan was living up there at the time. We made it back to Dobbs Ferry eventually. I have a weird feeling that Billy Preston was there, but he didn't come on the drive. 
1975 tour on which we were about to embark was fuelled by Merck cocaine. It was when we initiated the building of hideaways behind the speakers on the stage so that we could have lines between songs. One song, one bump was the rule between Ronnie and me. Even then, three years after the STP tour, it was an extraordinarily ramshackle affair by today's standards. I hope you enjoyed that little piece of history there. How on earth Keith Richards is still alive is beyond me. It makes me wonder whether there's an element of drug taking where if you do it every single day and for the majority of the day, it actually becomes good for you. I'm probably not going to try that out myself though. Um, Ronnie Wood actually had a brief fling with a best friend of mine a while or so ago. All I learned is that he has a very good wardrobe full of amazing clothes. So that's that really. Uh, no more gossip than that to be honest I'm afraid. Let me know your thoughts on Keith and Ronnie in the Apple Podcast comment section uh, or by posting to our social media, which is, once again, Instagram at AlmostFamousThePodcast and Twitter at PodAlmostFamous. Also, please do press that subscribe button and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please check out my other podcast, It's Your Funeral, a light-hearted look into the most important day of our guests' afterlives and give it a follow on Insta at PodIt'sYourFuneral. Thanks so much for listening and remember there'll be a brand new episode of Almost Famous's 15 Minutes of Fame every weekday. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.